We should we should lead. I think we should lead with. Um, have you guys heard about this show called Taskmaster? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Hold I'm on. listening. Uh, my carrot weather has just given me a weather notification for hell. <laughs> Apparently, a bit chilly down there right now. Uh... Well, the only reason I bring it up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is because uh, Martin Holtham has has made a Lego Taskmaster house and studio. Uh, on uh, Lego Ideas, and um, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. <laughs> what is happening, Lex? So you can go and vote um, to help make the set a reality. Oh, actually, it's yeah, no, it's he says it's up there now, so it, it has a chance of becoming a real thing that you can buy. So it looks great, I have to say. <laughs> Some of you people might want to buy it. <laughs> I appreciate. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the show, so uh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fidelity. The loving fidelity that has been used to render this, I have to say, I <laughs> I, I enjoy quite. I was I was watching the. It's the, the no, it, it's 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 exceptional, and there's an interesting overlap of kids in my family who love Taskmaster and kids in my family who love Lego. So I think mm. that we can make this happen. I mm. think there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what a good little Greg there too. <laughs> He's not. He needs to be so much bigger than Alex, though. That's the problem. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm the Alex. Uh, <laughs> Got to put your floffles and your niggle floofs. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, you you know what I mean, John. Yeah, you know I understand. <laughs> I do not picking up. What anyway, I'm back. Now. Anyway, technology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody? Uh, sorry. No, go ahead, Lex. No, I, I had two technology show. things to share with you. Okay. One is uh, I spent two hours on the phone with Google yesterday as we record. Oh. So I had a. I, I have four nest thermostats in the house and one of them the app could no longer see and the thermostat itself reported it was online and had an ip address and the app said no i can't see it and so i did all the things you would think to do restarted the app restarted the thermostat deleted the network added the network again nothing would change and so i call into tech support which was its own kerfuffle of annoyance because you had a you know you have google call you via a thing in the app you have to log in into the app but to log into the app you kicked me out to safari but you needed to be logged in in the web browser within the app so i had to go back to the app again and then i had to do two factors so i had to leave the app again and it was just it was just a fucking nightmare and i finally get there and i use that app robo killer to screen calls and it couldn't get through <laughs> so then i had to go through a lot of that dance again yeah, great my fault fine technology am i right <laughs> I'm on the phone with them for an hour, trying all the things. I'm like, listen, here's all the things I've already done. And I've already restarted my router. I've, I've restarted the app. I, I deleted the network, added it again. They're like, oh, let's try other things. And you know, the, I, I don't know if you guys have ever found this or, or attempted that delicate balance when you do need tech support and you want them to know you're not an idiot, but you yes. don't want to sound like an asshole. Yep. Sure. <laughs> and so I'm trying to find that balance, and it's going okay. And this woman was in the Philippines who I was speaking to, and she was delightful. And then she's like, all right, I want you to try this in airplane mode. And I know we're on the phone, so I'm going to call you back in seven minutes. Is that enough time for you to restart your phone, turn it on, turn on airplane mode, turn off the cell signal, but turn on Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and then try the pairing? And like the the way that the thermostat pairs now, because the last time I done it was six, seven years ago, it was like using my uh, Nest Protect, you know, the smoke carbon monoxide detector to to set up because it just noticed that it was nearby, and so it was using that to set up the other thing. It was pretty impressive. She's like, I wanted to like your phone's in airplane mode, or whatever else, and. I'm like, yes, but I have an idea. She's like, nope, just like she, she's kind of rushing to just do it. She's like, I'm going to call you back in five to seven minutes. And this is, of course, where I start to get nervous. 
she <laughs> hangs up on me and i'm like i'm not going to restart my fucking phone i have an ipad right here it doesn't have a cellular signal i can just restart the ipad and use that and then we're great she calls and she calls back it, it did not work this other thing but i cannot i i answer it and it, she's gone and then she calls again and i answer it and she's gone so something's going wrong on her side and then i'm like well maybe she'll try again in a few minutes or if they have my email address she'll reach out and give me something you can't call back the number she's calling from doesn't work she doesn't call back and so I Lex, the problem is she's calling tech support to figure out why she can't hear you. So that's, that's got to resolve so, first is the problem. I sigh that heavy sigh of, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. And I call back in and get somebody else. And he's like, we're going to fix this. I guarantee it. I don't want you to worry. We go through. And so we're trying different things. He has me resetting different things on the device, unhooking it, rehooking, whatever. And then he's like, I want you to create a new house in the app. I want and you to like, buy I, another house. Buy Lex. a new house. Yeah. Yeah. Have you considered moving? Burn the first one down. <laughs> Um, but I was like, I don't want to do it. If I set it up in a fake house, I can't just move it. Right. I have to like delete. He's like, yeah, yeah, but this will eliminate other things. So we tried and even that doesn't work. And he's like, I guarantee you we're going to solve this today. I've seen this before. And there's a couple more things to try. And he's like, I know you did already, but do you mind restarting the router one more time? And then it occurred to me that although I had said I restarted the router, I never had restarted the router. Ooh, <laughs> twist. <laughs> I said that I had, and I hadn't. And here's the thing. I have reset the nest of this. It knows nothing. Like, it doesn't have any learning. Restarting the router was the only thing that had to happen to fix it. Like, restarting the router is like, yeah, I can join your fake house. And I'm like, fuck, now I want to join my old house. And it's like, I can't join your old house right now. I don't have enough battery because you left me unplugged from the wall for a while <laughs> while the first tech support person was having you hold me near other Nest devices in your house. So I had to wait overnight before I charged up enough that I could then switch. But it was entirely my fault because I said I restarted the router, which I, hadn't, I had thought about restarting the router and not done it. So basically the point is I'm an idiot. And I reset the whole fucking thing when I didn't have to. I just had to reset the router. I like, it's dumb. So that's my, uh, that's my, that's story number one. Start with that. That's great. So always start with resetting the router. Story. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. like, that's just where you begin, man, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I was recording another podcast on Friday. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, right in the middle of the internet goes out. So yeah. And this is the third, that was the third time that it happened. Um, and so that was, that was Friday and I call CenturyLink. I'm going to name them by name to Ooh. shame them by name. Yeah. And they, uh, they say they're, you know, they try a couple of things and then they're like, uh, we'll get somebody out to you. Uh, first appointment is Tuesday. <laughs> like, Four days, really? Okay. So I start like you know being obnoxious about it and like contacting the 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 help people on Twitter, and so they said, "Well, we'll get you into a like a, see if there's a cancellation." So a guy a guy does call on Monday, so he comes out on Monday, and this is a, so like I said, this third time, and and it seems like it always seemed like it was <laughs> when it was really cold. And so I thought, mm. well, maybe the modem box is getting cold because it's in the basement. Like, maybe it's getting too cold. <laughs> oh, and it's please not, tell like, me something's you, like, not connecting. You like knit a, a like a cozy for it. <laughs> I got I did. So the modem well, the, the first time it, the first or the I'm sorry, the second time it happened, first time it happened, the guys, the guys came out 36 hours later after the, you know, it was still out. And half an hour before they show up, it goes back on. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure. well, we're coming out, but it looks <laughs> like it's fine from here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was not fine for 36 freaking hours. And they show up and they poke around a little and they see nothing wrong and they leave. And so, and then the second time it happens, I open the basement door to the finished part of the basement and turn the heater on the finished part of the basement. And, and it comes back in like half an hour. And so that like, to me validates my, oh, it's, sure. it's cold. Yeah. And so, you know, so I, 
I'm, I'm cut off from talking to Gruber and I go and I get a heater and I put it right next to the modem box, which does nothing, absolutely nothing. And so finally I just tethered to finish the talk show. And then, and then they, sh- the guy shows up on Monday and he's like, no, it's, it's the line. Like the, they had to replace the entire line to the, um, mm. to the, to the connector. So wow. it's like, uh, at least they, you know, they actually did something this right, time. Right. Now you can um, check whether it actually works. Right. See right. If next time it gets cold, does your does your line freeze? Is that what's happening? Just, Are your bits I freezing? Think. I mean, and it gets cold here, but it wasn't like anyway. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I well, mean, I had that for a while just, where I I noticed that the line connecting my old, when the old apartment, like the line connecting to the the pole, like the cable that came out of the basement, it had been like tamped down or you know nailed down or something, and it was it had gotten loose, and I was starting to wonder if like. Sometimes the internet would go out because the wind would blow and it would like move right. the line back and forth. And yeah. Yeah. Always I did try track. jiggling the line. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> jiggling the line. Put that right in there, Lex, if you don't mind. Yep, right. Exactly. And that did Isn't not, that the song that did not work. Isn't the Beetlejuice movie? That's, that's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> too deep. <laughs> jiggling yeah. the line. Thank you. Body in time. Wow. Well, I'm, yeah, I wanted so, to believe that technology. it was the cold. And maybe it honestly was the cold, right? Maybe the, the cable that needed to be replaced was cold. Well, yeah, see, I think it could have been, it, been. That it, sure. like, it damaged the line, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but still. I believe My it. other tech topic was curious about what your favorite features are of the version of Mac OS that you're both using. Because I think I will finally be allowed to upgrade to it soon. <laughs> <laughs> having i mean i have personal computers that i just don't use right now so i haven't updated them but i'm curious how what you're using in in moderate also i'll give you two things like one shortcuts which i have been using quite a bit i really like and talking about and talking about and writing about i was on a stream about yeah. this morning oh we know yep <laughs> by the we way follow you <laughs> i was on a stream this morning where i shared my wordle score no uh <laughs> And I will say I did install on my MacBook Air the which well, we'll see if this coincides like with when you get to update. But I did install the beta for the new version of Monterey with Universal Control in it. So I've been trying that out for the last few days, and that is a wild feature, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm moderately tempted to try the beta because of that. It's cool. I haven't figured out yet. What like so far I'm still in like the novelty stage of like all right it works it's cool I can like move my mouse cursor over to my iPad and do stuff but I haven't yet hit the situation where it's like I did it and it was like the perfect thing for that situation you know what I mean like yeah you're like no this is cool it's a novelty whatever but like then there's gonna be a day where I'm just like, oh, I need to do this thing on my iPad wait I can just move my yeah. cursor over there well, does, it, say, does it work with a phone yeah. too or no no it does not work with phone iPads no. and Macs but it works with other Macs right it works. Yeah. Between, yeah, I think other Macs and other iPads. So you can have multiple yeah. iPads and, yeah. Yeah, because I can see sitting, I mean, I have a Mac Mini and a monitor, and I can see sitting at that desk and wanting to just pass yeah. over. And Right now, I've got my iPad on my desk next to my iMac, but my iMac is not running the beta, and I definitely had moments of like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see why it would be useful like right now in this situation mm-hmm. where I just want to go and do something on the iPad and use the. I mean, the thing is the having the keyboard access everywhere, right? Like, that is... The mouse stuff, yeah. I think, is cool, and like there are some places where that's useful, but most of the time, I feel like well, I can just tap something on the iPad if I really need to, but having a keyboard as opposed to a software keyboard is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I don't have anything for you. You have nothing. <laughs> Do you even use the <laughs> Mac OS 
anymore, Sean? Or you? Just, <laughs> yeah, I do. You know? I, yeah, I know. I'm using it right now. As a matter of fact. Okay. <laughs> like, I love the Apple menu. <laughs> I don't even remember what. Like, <laughs> remember what the new stuff is. Honestly, there's a desktop picture. I'm sure there's something. Like. I'm sure there's something. But I came. You, know, you should have told me beforehand. I, then I would have thought of something. Yeah, I I thought, no, you're fine. I have nothing for you right it's, now. Uh, it's it's okay. I gotta go restart my router. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's not allowed. Uh, we do have a couple of listener questions. All right. Well. Well, I guess that's okay. Let, can you can you read them to us? Or yeah. There, so or these are Rebound sort of... Prime customers, of course. Went to prime.reboundcast.com, signed up, pay us, I think, $5 a month and get bonus episodes, ad-free. No, not ad-free. Ad-full episodes. <laughs> bonus episodes. <laughs> ad-full. They're, and, they're uh, full of ads. Uh, so many people will say our ads are our best part. <laughs> that's right. And they're not wrong. And we have one later on. Kevin writes, you spoke a lot about TV in the bootleg last week. If you could be an extra in a non-speaking role for any TV show, what would the TV show be and what part would you want to play? I don't know if there are really parts when it's a non-speaking role, Kevin. So it's like I'm an extra, but I also am a part. I want to be the president of the United States, but I'm in the background of Lucifer. And I, I yeah. But uh, I don't know. I th- does it, do we think should the rules be it has to be a show currently airing, or does it get to be any show? I mean, if you could currently air is fine. I mean, I was thinking immediately, I, as I'm sure John was, like a Star Trek, just because I, yeah. I would oh, give I thought it, multiple ones to be on Ted Lasso. I think. Mm, see, here's no, the I'd thing. I pick. I mean, Star Trek is much more. Uh, it's you know, cool, that would be right? that would be a lifelong dream yeah like and, and you get to be <laughs> okay. like to be on the like the bridge right like and like on the sets and stuff i think there's like an entertainment value to that and like so even if it's just a guy standing in the background like has to push a button that'd be great i'd be like the transporter chief and, and you know <laughs> it'd be like peewee herman in the peewee herman movie in the peewee herman movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Beaming up Captain Picard. <laughs> no, you don't get a line. Come on. We're yeah. Not- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I do, but it's, it's it's dubbed by like James Brolin or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It would probably either be that or uh, you know, like the Mandalorian. I mean, I think I think that would be a high point for me. Would yeah. I think? Uh, yeah, no, I would pick. I would pick uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which I knew you were going to say that. That, that, was, that, that would probably be. Yeah, but that 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 way I could be like on the original Enterprise, technically, and that would be. Then I would just die. I would just, you know, I would slowly just dissolve. Batting your eyes at Anson Mount. Oh, oh yeah. Heavily. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I can't blame you for that. Come to the bridge often, Anson. Uh, anybody want to guess my show? I couldn't think of one, and then I just did think of one and realized it was the right answer. Was it Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, SNL. So you were pretty SNL. close. SNL, okay. All saying. right. Hmm. I think it'd be fun to be on SNL because I've never been. I enter the lottery every year. I, I work in entertainment. I work with a lot of comedians, including comedians who are on SNL. No one's ever invited and you. And... <laughs> cannot it's it is the literally hardest ticket to get i can get to a lot of things i can't get there. my Cannot my get there. a friend of mine uh got i think he won the the lottery for it and it was like during covid and he and his wife did fly to new york and went wow like because i was i think it was just towards the beginning or maybe it was this year in terms of one of like the lower spots but it was enough that they felt like we can do this. And they flew from Seattle for like a 24 hour. Like, we're just going. We're going to the show. We're going to turn around. We're going to come, going to come right back home. I asked, I asked one agent who was like, I've never been. I, wow. I can't get myself there. So I'm like, All right. <laughs> I have been to um, the. Is, uh, uh, is the Letterman? Letterman's going to be back on. Tonight, I think. As we yeah, record this. Is that tonight? This. As, we, as record. we record this. Yes. Yeah. So. On Seth Meyer show. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got his big new YouTube channel. Yeah. So I, and I was, I went to, I went to a Letterman taping once years, a million years ago. Back in the like the oh god early eighties <laughs> very early I went to a daily show taping in two thousand two maybe 
So also a long, about 20 years ago, actually. Yeah. It was like January 20, 2002, I think. I went to a Leno taping and his guests were uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who was stoned out of her mind, Jason Biggs, who was delightful, and Motley Crue. <laughs> that is a very specific era. Yeah. Yeah, really. I never saw Conan live, despite working with Conan for a couple of years. Never saw that show taped. But um, I was I saw many, many episodes of the Judge Hatchet show taped because I worked there one summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my first television writing gig because I was don't, hired there. I'm as, sorry. I don't even know what that is. No, yeah. you shouldn't. No clue. It was, it was a Judge Judy style competitor show. Okay. And uh, I was, you know, hired as a, an intern. I was in college. And one of the producers took a liking to me and realized I wanted to be a writer. And so I would write the voiceover intros uh, for the case. Like, how do you summarize the whole case in three sentences? Dan is suing molts for And it's like, that was what I Yeah. Wow. Okay. Listen over here, writes, what's the first webpage you made and where was it hosted? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I know this answer. I know this answer, too. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, I was going to say it was I subscribed to an account at Illuminati Online at Steve Jackson Games. Like, you could get a a shell account uh, at io.com. In this was 1994, maybe, and I had my own homepage there for a super long time. Man, now I want to see if the Wayback Machine <laughs> actually can pull it up. <laughs> I so the first internet service I had post AOL was um, a service called Epics that no longer exists. Eastern mm-hmm. Pennsylvania Internet Exchange, <laughs> and it started. <laughs> I wonder why? Uh, yeah, it started as a. I had a what they called a text only account, which meant that you had to you know connect to a via a, a Unix shell. And so, like, I did all my initial web browsing in links, and then uh, I upgraded to their graphical connection, which was just a regular internet connection. And uh, you could have a website at Epics, and it was like epics.net slash tilde lex fry, or I think it was probably lex f. And I built a site with a friend of mine, uh, my nerdiest friend, and we called it AC Online for no particular reason. Uh, my initials, my first full initials are A and C. I have no idea what, but it was just it was just dumb shit. Like we just posted dumb shit and links to apps that we liked, and it was <laughs> idiotic. But uh, we did it by hand, and it was like the way you originally coded web pages was not with services like frequent sponsor Wix and the like. Uh, it was viewing the source on other web pages to figure out how to do it. Yep, stealing. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. There was a, uh, for years, there was like a top 10 list that I had written for a cartoon that I liked that was like still, I don't know, you know, had been copied and put on like some archive page or something. And I would find it when I would search for my, like my earliest. Oh, it was this, so weird. I can't weird. think of what would have been my first. I mean, the first thing I can think I, I know of is Crazy Apple Rumors, which originally was hosted on Blogspot. But I, I'm sure I must have done something prior to that, uh, but I can't think of what it would be. I mean, the thing that the thing that I did, uh, uh, remember uh, After Dark, of course. Yep, sure. Um, I drew up a bunch of starships so that you could put them in. You know, you could put a floating picture in, and then and then it, there was like some plugin you could get for After Dark, or maybe it was a different version. I can't remember how, even how it worked now, where you could run two at the same time two of the after dark modules at the same time so you could run mm. the floating picture thing and the the stars flying by so you could stick the picture of the starship in and it would be flying through space <laughs> which was which was fun and so i made i started making a drawing up a bunch of you know star trek starships and um somehow i ran into this this other guy online and he was he started doing it too and so we put together this um we made, we actually made an like there was some app that you could, it was almost like a slideshow app, but it was, it was sort of more like a hypercard type thing. Mm-hmm. And we put all the starships in this, uh, we made a, a starship encyclopedia. <laughs> I, uh, I was 48. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, a couple of <laughs> things. One, I, I, so my story about my earliest homepage, I, two things I remember about that. One, I, I kind of remember it took me the longest time to figure out how to get to it on the web. And it was because since it was a very early 
homepage and it was set up in like my directory, you had to use the tilde with your username to see yep. it. Oh, yeah. And like, I, yep. I, it took yeah, me the longest yeah, time that. to figure out that was, I was like going to my like slash my username and it was like, it doesn't show up. And it was like, you know, couldn't figure it out. And also, because all we had at home was a dial up connection to my dad's like work. There was no, there was no GUI. It was all, it was all command line. And so I had, I remember going into my dad's office one day with him and I was like, I got to be able to like, cause he had like Netscape or Mosaic or something. And I was like, oh, I can actually see like the image I put on my webpage, which I could not see otherwise. <laughs> oh, that reminds me so much of when I was first uh, learning to program computers at, well, learning new languages, programming computers, and I was at camp, and they had mostly, like, I guess, classic Macs with black and white screens, but you could code color, so you could then only mm. see on the one color Mac. Mm-hmm. Man, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. My my first website clearly predates uh, the Wayback Machine, but I did find, I think I talked I on this very show either. about my my lost website and i have it has lots and lots of archives of that and it is blowing my mind to see <laughs> I, I think the first one that is there's a ton of archives of for me is my my friend jason tossi and i started a uh, science fiction and fantasy e-zine in like 1994 or five and you can still find archives of that in the wayback machine uh, which is perhaps <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> let's see here listener dave says so being a Prime subscriber, I've been meaning, oh, maybe we did that one. I think that's a repeat. I mean, he asked a question. It's been a while. Yeah, he wants to know if we're going to do anything else special. Um, Here you, Dave. We answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, oh, Dave was also putting out that that website is out of date. Yeah, we don't really update the, the Rebound Prime website with links because everybody just uses RSS. Yeah, I, uh, I had tried questions. to set that up automatically at some point, and uh, it just it was too much of a pain. So I stopped putting in episodes there. Actually. Our oldest website is the website for this podcast. Yes, yeah, a surprising right. amount of questions. So I'm going to try to go through through some of these really fast. In fact, there are so many questions that let's first do our ads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wealthfront. This episode of the Rebound is brought to you by Wealthfront. The beginning of a new year is a great time to finally start things like adapting habits, reassessing your productivity, or thinking about your financial future. Or maybe you don't plan on getting off your couch in 2022. Well, you can still do a useful thing while you sit there and check out Wealthfront.com. You can start investing in no time with Wealthfront's classic portfolio or make it your own with things that you care about, like socially responsible funds, technology, or hundreds of other investments. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help you turn your good ideas into great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. Don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill? They help you do that. Not sure how to rebalance your portfolio or what rebalancing is? They do it for you automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $28 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. And the best part is their product is simple and powerful. It has 4.8 stars in the Apple App Store. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash rebound. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash rebound to start building your wealth. Go to Wealthfront.com slash rebound to get started today. Our thanks to Wealthfront for their support of this show. Okay, some more questions. Uh, some of these, I, I don't know. I, I will read all the questions from Rebound Prime <laughs> subscribers because they've paid for that privilege, but I don't know if I'll answer them. And listener John writes, hello, guys. Did you miss me? John who? I'm sure you all will say. Question time. If the three of you were to pick Mr. Green, Colonel Mustard, or Professor Plum, who would be each character? Which of your wives would be Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet, or Mrs. Peacock? <laughs> 
Finally, who do you think would be up. the murderer of Mr. Body to be found in what room and what weapon? Feel free to ask the wives if you dare before you make your accusation. Please ask the Rebound Prime members to vote on Twitter which accusation <laughs> each of the hosts offer is the right one. <laughs> Anybody want to feel John. that? Yeah, 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 you've taken this a little too far. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let me put it this way. How about, how about I simplify matters a little bit? Let me ask you, when and if you have played Clue, which I assume we all have, which do you have like a, a token that you pick, like that you would pick as a favorite? Scarlet, because my favorite color is red. Okay, John. Wow. Uh, I'd probably go with Professor Plum mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah, I I think I usually picked Colonel Mustard. I just the Colonel thing. Yeah, okay. Loved it. That seems yeah. right. Yep. I'm looking at I'm looking at a box top. Um, on uh, they've changed them all. Im- now, image I think, shirts. Too. Yeah, they change it free. You know, well, not frequently, but you know, <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> from time to time, and I guess I'd probably be either Professor Plum or or whoever. Who, who's the old? Who's the other guy? It's Colonel Mustard. The snooty. Right? The oh, snooty no, Mr. Old Green. Guy? That's Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Oh yeah. I mean, I look a little bit like Mr. Green as well. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite story about the game of Clue is the very first time I wanted to play it with my kids and teach it to them. Um, I was playing with, with Ani. I don't remember exactly how old she was, but, you know, okay, now we've, we're all set up, and so you have to make an accusation, and you don't have any information really yet, so you're just going to, you know, guess something that's possible, whatever. And she guesses it. I can't prove it wrong. Nobody can. And on her first turn, she guessed exactly the right <laughs> thing and had no understanding of how the game was supposed to work. She's like, what? It's pretty easy. And I'm like, no. No, it was. Uh, I have also forget. had that happen. I've been in a game where somebody guessed on the first turn, which is yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of fun. It's someone set up, not yeah. just her first her first turn. Oh ever yeah, no, no, I get it, I get it. I mean, there's there's always the dumb luck, right? Like it just yeah. it happens. Oh wow, I, I'm gonna tell her you called her dumb. That's rough in here. I was trying. Karen would definitely be Miss Scarlet. Okay, nice. I don't remember what the other ones look like i was trying to find i had a version called clue master detective which was like a bigger version of clue where it had more expansion pack yeah essentially it had more rooms and more game ah there was a sergeant gray as well who i would often but it also had miss peach monsieur brunette madame rose and sergeant gray added a poison and a horseshoe to the weapons and there were the fountain, the gazebo, and the carriage house. I can tell I mean, you... Killing somebody with a horseshoe seems like that'd be hard. Oh, well, you get a ringer, man. I can tell you that my <laughs> if my wife had to murder somebody in that game, it would be in the gazebo because she hates gazebos. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, like, as, as far as like where the murder... Yeah, where uh, where you would murder somebody? Was that part of the question? No, well, anyway, just, that I was me know. volunteering information. Yeah, okay. All right. Very good. Anyway, John, that question was insane. Uh, listener E-Man says, <laughs> I read the other day that Tim Cook's house in Palo Alto cost $3.5 million. I'm not familiar with West Coast real estate. Would that be a small bungalow then? <laughs> I thought tech CEOs were required to buy tropical islands, which use digital barrier reefs instead of digital walls. Or is the island thing just in the founder clause? Uh, that doesn't seem like, I mean, that seems like enough house. I don't know, three and a half million in, in Palo Alto doesn't seem like nothing. Doesn't seem like it's not nothing, right? but it's, I mean, I've definitely I seen that. That seems like not much for a guy like Tim. Yeah, I've seen, all. let me put it this way the markets are so weird like that because you could definitely buy like a three or $4 million house where I live that would be not that much, probably not as nice <laughs> because just real estate here is crazy expensive. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not outrageous. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if he doesn't have like yeah. a ten million. I'm house. surprised. I'm surprised it's not a lot more. Although you know, I mean, Tim seems like a fairly conservative guy. Yeah, I don't know that he needs. Like oh, he bought a ten million dollar house though recently. So he's got two. I'm just going to throw this in. <laughs> well, this one is in. This one's in Palm Springs, I think. Uh, ten point one million. Just throwing that. You don't out want there. to have a ten point one million in Palo Alto house. You like the three point five? <laughs> yeah. I assume he just doesn't want to commute from Palm Springs. 
Yeah. Listener Jack Carlson, who I always think is Jeff Carlson and is not, says, do you think in five years or so the Internet of Things will be a separate web like Milnet, maybe with IPv6 addresses? I don't really know what that means, so I defer to Dan. <laughs> uh, no. I mean... Okay. You yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't think they're going to make it a separate internet. That doesn't seem like a thing that's going to happen. I do think, I don't know, there was that whole, like the story that would come up every once in a while. We're like, we're running out of IP addresses. And that seems to be true to a certain extent, but also because everybody uses routers and private IP addresses on the inside, like it's not, it doesn't really seem to be an issue. Sooner or later, I think everything will probably switch to IPv6, but it hasn't happened yet. (laughs) And they've been saying we're running out of IP addresses for like a decade or more. You're I wish we would. Mahir says, if you weren't already getting Apple TV Plus as a part of your iCloud Plus bundle, would you subscribe to it? I would. Now, Mahir, we never said you could answer your own questions. That's <laughs> that's that's not kosher. That's Prime. That's Prime Plus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Primity Prime. Uh, it would be the one that I'd be most on the fence about, but probably yes. I would probably subscribe. There's enough on there I'd that pro- I want to watch. I think I would turn it on and off, right? I mean... Which I should be doing with the other services, as I've discussed, but can't because yeah. there are other people who also live in the house who won't 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 commit to getting rid of freaking anything. I don't think any of us would argue the bundle is not a super smart idea on Apple's part. Because <laughs> really, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, really, they get you. you so? uh, they're uh, they're getting me for something, right? Apple Arcade, probably. Yeah, they're like, getting they're, you for you something. Know, they're, they're something that I, although actually, they did play an Apple Arcade game the other day. But, oh, you, you showed them <laughs> mini motorways. <Yeah. laughs> Right. I'm getting some value out of this. Tim Cook has bought a third house now, John. That's right. (laughs) I'm sure he did that while we were just eating breakfast. A listener, Brian M., asks, what kind of programs or services do you run on your home network? I just bought a Synology and I asked for backups, but it can Mm. also run other apps. And I'm wondering if there's stuff on there like network monitoring or maybe home automation stuff I can put on there. Anything y'all can suggest? Yes. I run Homebridge on my Synology, which uh, helps me mediate like between uh you know home home kit stuff and stuff that's not necessarily compatible with HomeKit. uh i also i run a couple things in there's the app called docker which is like a little virtual machine app that you can run and so i think i have something else that was running in there i'm trying to look up and remember what it is oh I, for a while i was trying there was a bridge that you could this is a really convoluted way to like get stuff from the wise wyze cameras into HomeKit, but it turned out that it was just burning through my battery on the camera so fast that i just turned it off I think that's the only real, like Homebridge is really the only service that I run on there sort of regularly, but I do use it as a file station in Plex. Plex. Yeah, I use Plex on yeah. it too. Yeah, I don't use Plex, but yeah, I, I, it's it's just also, a, I forget what the word is, but it's a, you know, it's a media server on its own. So I can just connect to it from all of my various streaming devices. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a Synology yet, but I do, I do run Plex and I wanted to, do, I wanted to get um, a pie hole. I wanted to set up a pie hole, but you can't freaking buy a raspberry pi 3 um, now yeah it's because they they had like production problems right they're running yeah. supply chain yeah, they're issues. just like they're not available or they're ridiculously overpriced so yeah. i i tabled that oh well yeah. and then finally i think this might be the most questions we ever had in one episode finally uh listener yitz asks i just noticed google suite is eliminating the free grandfathered account tier mm. i've been hosting my private domain there forever mm. and have given all my kids who are old enough to use email slash have apple ids accounts there mm-hmm. question for another time what do i do when my family needs more than six apple ids anyways any recommendations on somewhere to move my private domain and accounts that will be reliable usable and not too expensive there's no way i'm going to pay google 30 plus dollars a month for just hosting some email accounts that no one almost ever uses except it's their apple id or fallback email address that will always exist 
I was thinking maybe Hover. I think Marco recommends Fastmail, but I'm curious what my favorite tech podcast host suggests. Thanks. Oh, no. He put the pressure. He put, he put tech in quotes, which I find very funny. So thank you. Accurate. Uh, first of all, I yeah. think that Google is way cheaper than that. I think you can do Google for like six bucks a month. Uh, yeah, I don't, think it's, I don't think it, it can't be that much, can it? Yeah, so I think it's like 36. I didn't even look into it because I've been meaning to get off of it anyway. I don't use Gmail, so I don't know. So it's, I, I am in this situation and there's so a couple different things happening here yet. So one is, it seems to me that Google is, they, they, they have a, a place on there uh, as you go through the things where you can fill out a form that says, I would still want to use this and I'm using it for a personal family thing. And it does look like they're going to potentially do even more grandfathering at some point, although they haven't said what that is. But if you check uh, Andy, Bio, Andy Bio's old tweets, he, he linked to it somewhere. That's where I found it. So my, my immediate instinct is I'm probably just going to pay Google six bucks a month because it's the easiest thing to do if they don't <laughs> grandfather. But then if I did have to move, uh, you named the two I was considering, Hover and Fastmail. I think I would probably do Fastmail because it's all they do. Hover does so many things that I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they very well could do it great, and obviously Google does a lot of things too. But you get what I mean. If I was going to have to move all of my email stuff, I think I would do fast mail at this point. But I, I don't. I That's hope not. Probably to. what I'm going to do as well, and because I, I would honestly, like my hosting, I have the domain on. Um, the heck's my hosting service called? <laughs> well done, well done. You're on top. I see. I, it's been so long since I logged in. I don't even remember anymore. Um, Dreamhost, and they actually do like PHP. P PHP. No, what the hell's pop? <laughs> pop. Pop. Thank you. PHP. Oh, gross. I cannot do pop. No, yeah, I don't I like pop. pop. Yeah, but like right, and I don't want to do that. So I and and plus there are so it's a family. You know, it's a family domain, and I've got other people who are using the accounts on there. So I it has to be something that's reasonably easy to use. So that's probably why I'm going to go with Fastmail. I. You, I mean, iCloud is my main provider for my email. I also have stuff through my own domain, and I used um, Zoho had a free. You could sign up for like one for a free mail hosting for like I think it's up to just like five. Up. Just making stuff up. I mean, it's basically yep. a G Suite competitor thing. Um, it's fine. It's not awesome, but it like all I need to do is route email as IMAP. I don't even think I even use it as mailboxes. I just have forward stuff for my own domain, but. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that, but I use it very limitedly. I mostly use iCloud. Hover looks cheaper. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, is there a, John, is there a reason you don't use iCloud? I would have thought, of all people, you would. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I is it because I you use it? I haven't considered so that yet. There is a Wait. custom domain. You can now move custom yeah, rates to right, iCloud, right. which I oh, did Oh, I see. Hover, yeah. Hover is kind of cheap. You're not wrong. Hover yeah. looks like it's 30 bucks a year for a terabyte of storage or 20 bucks a year for... 10 gigabytes of storage. That price incremental is all about getting that extra nine bucks. (laughs) Is that for more than one user or is that just one user? Even still, it's like if it's, even if it's one user, it's cheaper than fast mail. People really like fast mail though. So I don't know. There you go. Yeah. But what if I, what if I got something people don't Uh, like? No, it says as many email addresses as you need, mix and match mailbox types and storage amounts, get email addresses for the entire family. So it looks like that's, I don't know. It's their website is not great on this front. <laughs> no, it really isn't. There's not a lot of information there. <laughs> it's it's and it's honestly putting off having to solve it is is almost certainly worth six dollars a month to me. <laughs> so that's, that's where my <laughs> well, I've done all the business we had to attend to. So now I hand it to you guys to carry the rest of the show while I uh, play mini motorways. All right. Well, geez. Okay. There we go. Do we want to? Do we need? Do we want to need to talk about Bungie being acquired by? <laughs> Sony. I I do find this story interesting, mainly because of the whole thing with uh, Microsoft buying Activision the other week, because it does yeah. feel like you're... <laughs> and the New York Times buying... <laughs> the New York Wordle. Times buying Wordle. 
<laughs> which yeah whatever good for that guy yeah i but like that's fine for wardle <laughs> i mean yeah probably better than fine honestly yeah i don't know bungie being it's weird because bungie used to be owned by microsoft and of course then spun off again but left all its halo stuff behind at microsoft which is now being made they call into it a, the halo effect <laughs> they, they don't uh but it's being made ironically being made into a tv series like next month yeah and yeah such a weird convoluted web there but i guess sony felt like maybe it needed to up its game and bring stuff to you know at least assure stuff that we could keep coming to the playstation platform they had a close link for a while though because when i when i was bigger into playing destiny a lot there was a ton of sony exclusive content you like stuff you could only do on the playstation which was always very frustrating as somebody playing on the xbox so i assume they already had a pre-existing business relationship and bungie claims it will still operate somewhat independently i guess but the press release suggested they were buying them like you know outright so i don't quite understand what that means but yeah i guess the the console wars are uh eating up yeah team game boy <laughs> yeah nintendo looks perfectly you know they're sitting pretty right they've got a very assured first market first party market and great hardware that's not super expensive to make and they're probably just you know continue to print money <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's crazy i would i would have sent them like four thousand dollars for another version of zelda um if they would this one coming this year john just do it i know i'm like i'm just you don't dying. need to send them four thousand dollars you can buy it for like 60 bucks at the end <laughs> somebody, of the year, like everybody somebody else. suggested somebody suggested like a different tactic to playing breath of the wild and i was like okay <laughs> i'll start all over again <laughs> yeah, so my, i've i've t- I've talked on this show about my my ongoing Madden quest, and I've been trying the the Xbox Live subscription. But Liam and I have now turned back to the old Wii U, and we play like Madden 2011 or something. So it's you know very wow. outdated teams. Like Tom Brady still plays, which is old news. But the it's it is hilarious to me how quickly into it liam got and then how much he likes to mix it up because that that version of man that we play the most has both the five on five and the 11 on 11 gameplay and then he can tweak the rules all the time so he's like let's do 11 on 11 but we're playing to 20 because it's one point each sorry play five on five where it's one point each and we'll, we'll play to 20 but there's a mississippi count and no injuries or whatever and like it can make it really different I don't know, it's a really good game and i uh, if 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 madden doesn't come to nintendo in 2022 I will literally do nothing but complain about it on this podcast and Twitter. But I will be mad. Oh, wow, that's mad. that's great. I have something to look forward to, I suppose. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that actually reminds me of the heyday of like when my friends and I would play uh, Halo 3 had like a mode where you could create all the like how you wanted your your matches to be like what rules, like what weapons were allowed and all of that. And we had a really fun variant where I think that like there was one bad guy who was invisible. <laughs> and could run really fast and i just remember a time where like a bunch of us are driving away in a jeep and then we could just see the footsteps in the stand following us and then oh, it like hit us with a hammer and we all went flying it was amazing it was so much fun when you when you saw one pair of footsteps in the stand <laughs> yeah, was, was when, when you were about to when you were about to be killed about to be fucking murdered by an alien <laughs> do you have a favorite game design thing like a game to let you do custom stuff like that do you remember for me i think it has oh, to geez. be excite bike uh, level creator i mm. love that thing the only I mean, ones, I'm, I'm sitting well, aside I did, maker i did a co- i did marathon back in the day and i think i did some myth too crystal myth <laughs> crystal myth yeah that's why i can't remember it explains a lot yeah we this was actually a little more complex and like wasn't uh a thing that was necessarily designed in game but we made like modules for uh, escape velocity and by modules i mean like 
we made like uh whatchamacallit like palette swaps like just change the colors of ships and stuff and put them in res edit <laughs> and put our own strings in res edit and whatever that was super fun way yeah. back those that, that was yeah that was that was long ago was uh was halo 3 the one where there was like a different alien species introduced uh maybe or whatever there's a bunch that's i mean where I, that's where i lost interest halo 3 <laughs> is pretty good i stopped playing after that I like it's i think it's after that yeah uh, I did start playing the most recent one on the Xbox because it was on Game Pass, which I am subscribed to, so it was free, and it's pretty good, I have to say. I've been really... It has, like, a little more sandboxy elements to it, and uh, it, as stupid as this sounds, one of the things they gave Master Chief is a grappling hook, and it just... It, it does kind of change the game when you can kind of, like, zip up places and things like that. It feels a little Spider-Man-y, where it's like, I want to go to the top of that hill, and you just shoot, like, a grappling hook up there. There you go, up the top of the hill. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, that's entertaining. Hmm. I want to say that I disagree with the other Lex Friedman about Joe Rogan. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Is there anything you agree on with the other Lex Friedman? Not even Lex how to is a great name. Yeah, not even how to spell your last name. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. That fucking guy. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy who uh, suggested this. Joseph. Um, uh, I've talked about this before. He suggested, I believe that's uh, getting the right guy. Um, suggested a game on Apple Arcade that I did give a try, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, it's going great. This is a heavily know, researched segment of the show, I you guys. No, welcome to Well Prepared with John Moltz. Cut all of this. Oh my god. Yeah, enjoy uh, this bootleg. Wonderbox. 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 Something like that. I think it's called. It sounds Wonderbox. like German for wonderful. I can't. I can't find it. Anyway, uh, but it was. It's good. It's a. It's a. You know. It's like a sort of Zelda thing where you you go around like an old more old school than than like Breath of the Wild for sure. But um, it's fun. It's cute. Um, it's your kids will probably love it. <laughs> Mini Motorways, which I've talked about on the show, is another Apple Arcade game. And uh, listeners of more Maltz Lex podcasts should know that uh, John Armstrong is really really good at that game. So just want to put that out there. Huh. Did you find that out recently or are you just... Yeah, in Game Center. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, Because right, 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 right. I wrote to him about how I was trying so hard to beat a score that he had in one of the levels and then he saw that for no real reason other than like luck and timing, I crushed one of the daily challenges recently, like top 10% in the world. And he was like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, I still can't beat you in the other city though. So he is really, really good at that game. There you go. He does like uh, anything car related. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's, not that really a joke. that's not really a joke about our podcast. That's he actually likes racing games. <laughs> some some would say he wouldn't shut up about them. I don't know if you can consider <laughs> mini motorways a racing game. It's no, I know. The opposite but, that's of my, racing my, game. but my point is like it doesn't involve cars. Yeah. Right. He even likes crazy apple rumors for the same reason. <laughs> I don't know. We we never do we ever validate that? Does anybody uh, really like crazy apple rumors? Steve Jobs. Okay. There you go. Have, has Dan disconnected? Dan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's lost I interest. Away. Dan it's lost fine. interest when I couldn't think of the name of that game. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, very short. Down. Very short attention. Well, span. I think we learned a lot on this episode of Reband. <laughs> I think we covered all the tech it news. It is Wonderbox podcast. <laughs> I finally found it, and it was Joseph. <laughs> we should save that. Joseph. Save that for the uh, the bonus episode oh where we God. where we fact check things we said in the regular episode. <laughs> 